I'm Luke Story. I'm Christine Loria. I'm Natasha Kingsbury. I'm Angie Check. I am Dr. Aaron Eugene McMorrow. I'm Ben Joseph Stewart. I'm Bliss Young. I am Dr. Jacob Egbert. I'm Kyle Kingsbury. I'm Lily Nichols. I'm Mark Groves. I'm Sarah Gustafson. I'm Jesse Golden. I'm Dr. Stuart Fishbein. I'm Marin Green. I'm Kelly Brogan, MD. Hi, this is Kimberly Ann Johnson. Je m'appelle Rick Safriz, et c'est le podcast du Gidecolo Holistique. Hello, I'm Paul Check, and this is the Holistic OPGYN Podcast. Enjoy. Sarah Gustafson, that is a mouthful of a name. Am I always saying your name right, Gustafson? Yeah, you're like one of the few that do say it right. Well, how do other people say it? Gustafson. Oh, they they accent the they put the wrong emphasis on on that syllable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it, the Swedish origin of it is Gustaf, so maybe that's I don't know, but I don't know why anyone would know that. But yeah, Gustafson is what they usually say, or Gustafson. Got it. Yeah. Gustafson, you Gustafson. say it right. Right on. Well, I am Swedish. I don't know if you saw that message I sent in our thread recently, but my grandmother's yeah. name is Soder, short for Soder's son, son of South, which is an old Viking surname. So you and I are cut from the same cloth, my dear. Yeah, you can see it in my bones, how Viking I am. You got that, that big old head, that big old Swedish head. <laughs> yep, bone structure, oh, for sure. Bone structure. Well, apart from your flawless bone structure... You are a PhD, you're extremely smart, you've got a variety of skills, and we're going to talk today in this short episode about how those skills, specifically the uh, sort of assessment for and unloading of different types of stress, if I recall, and how this may impact the fertility journey. So why don't you start, Sarah? Um, by the way, if anybody hasn't heard her first interview, she gets into her, her whole story about really how she got to be who she is. She's dedicated to women's health. She and I get along like peas and carrots. Is that the phrase? You're one of my truly favorite practitioners out there, and I trust you um, through and through. If you want to learn why, guys, go to episode 12 of the podcast, and you'll hear more about her story. But Sarah, I'll, I'll leave the floor to you now. Why don't you tell us a little bit about some of this work you're doing right now and how, it, how it's relevant to fertility journey? Yeah. You know, I really got passionate about women's work very, very early on when I started getting into the the health industry, uh, as I noticed that, you know, a lot of the programs and, and the work that I was doing with clients, the women were really following, falling behind injuries, health issues, just not, not able to keep up or, or gain the, the type of results that uh, were being expected. And I just started studying and researching that and that's how I really landed on uh, the nature of being a woman, uh, being female, and our cycles and our uh, biology and our chemistry and our psychology and everything that is so amazing and perfect about us through all life stages. And yeah. so that really landed me here with what I do. I, I, I really went on that journey of, you know, studying everything about the body, the you know, the bio, psycho, physical, chemical nuts and bolts. Yeah. And I really fleshed that out uh, until I realized there, there's also still a missing piece that needs to be integrated in there. Um, and that's when I uh, began 
getting into my PhD and my, my ministry work. Um, and that's the metaphysical anatomy. Mm-hmm. That's the anatomy that comes before the anatomy. And that is what really starts, you know, when we, you know, talk about the, the hypothalamus, the pituitary and HPA axis, like all the neuro messaging and the signals that are sending all the messages into the body and telling all of our organs and our glands what to do and what, what chemicals and hormones to be released and how much and how to raise and lower our blood pressure and, and our heart rate and all of that, all of those messages don't really be in the body. So it's not a physical issue. It's not right. a biological issue. It's not a hormone issue. And so this one of those phrases I always say, it's like, yes, I, I am really passionate about women's health, but it's not always the hormones. We can't always blame the hormones. We can't always blame the thyroid. It starts way before that. So that's, that's really a, one of the key p- pieces I look at. I look at all of that stuff, but I look at what came before that. That's the meta. It's the metaphysical anatomy that comes before that started it all that, you know, you have those line of dominoes and you, you pick one over and then it, it all goes. And, um, it's our experiences. It's our, our, um, our perceptions, our attitude, our beliefs, our faith systems, our emotions, our feelings, our every sensory portal, everything that, that inputs information and data and combines it. And it's all of that is so unique, not just as a woman, but as a person, an individual, a human being throughout our very unique individual travel through space and time in our life. Yeah. And that very unique travel is what shapes that metaphysical anatomy into creating the systems to function and operate the way they do. And that's what I like to do. I like to investigate how is your, how are your systems operating and also why, why, why are they operating this way? Um, What are the strengths What's going really, really well? Why is this one lagging? Why is this one slow? And why does this thought process seem to be stuck in a pattern here, even though maybe consciously you don't truly believe that, right? But there's still a thought there that keeps popping up. Where's that coming from? And so fun fact, 95% of our consciousness is unconscious. Mm. We're not aware of it at all. And, and many theories also will say it's more than that. So we're not even aware of 95% of the thoughts and emotions and, and triggers and perceptions and belief systems that are going on. And so I like to look at it as myth finding. It's, it's taking that path into this, this, you know, dark forest fairy tale of what myth are we living and you get to uncover so many things that help you understand how each of these shoulds and shouldn'ts and if then that's energetic codes unlock or lock up certain biological functions in our bodies, which they do. And it's so, so powerful. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, the way that you speak, it might be a little confronting to people who have gone into the medical system 
they've had all the blood work, they've had all the ultrasounds, they have had a an, a hysterosalpingogram, which which shows if the fallopian tubes are open. It shows the architecture of the uterus. They may have had all of this stuff. They may even even have gone through a couple cycles of IUI, which is when we take semen centrifuge down the sperm and shoot it up into the uterus after sh- injecting the woman with HCG or IVF where the, the sperm and egg meet in a Petri dish and then those are transplanted into the uterus. They may have gone through that and it didn't work. Well, the medical system would have them believe that you can't get pregnant. Yeah. And that yes. may be true. Maybe it is true, but we haven't even turned over nine of the other 10 stones. You know, we've only looked at one, which is the simply physical do you have enough of these hormones? Do you have a uterus? Is it working well? I mean, it's the basics. It's like elementary level um, investigation. So maybe, you know, if you took that archetype that I just described, which is really the people that I created this program for, who feel all out of sorts, and they, there's some inkling that we haven't explored every possibility here. We're talking about the mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of fertility. If this couple that I just described walked into your practice, which they will when they sign up for the PRP program, how would that that type of work look um, as it pertains to this conversation around fertility? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, one of two ways. Truly, it could look very silly. It could look way too simple or it could look very exciting. Mm. So yes, the archetype of that couple that has gone through that, they've gone through so much and they're walking in with already the idea something's wrong with them. And to give them this plan that, well, we have all this information. We know all of these things. Um, We don't need to, I don't need to poke you. I don't need you to get on a table. We don't need to um, wrap you up in... Um, some paper towels in a cold room and uh, under some bright lights and take some new, we don't need to talk about uh, anything that's wrong with your body up until this point, that's all they know. Right. And it's going to be very confusing uh, so that there, it might be met with a little bit of suspicion, honestly. And I, I, that's very understandable. And, Truth be told, I've been that person, not um, in the sense of fertility issues, but I've I've gone through a whole, you know, if you listen through up to episode 12, I, I went my whole life, you know, on medications and hospitals and being told this, everything under the sun is wrong with me. Yeah. And, well, we just can't figure it out. So you just, here's, you're going to be on these 12 prescriptions for the rest of your life and, and you're going to be feeling these side effects and these symptoms. And that's just how life is. Yeah. Only to discover by going to libraries and looking up old studies from the 1970s and things like that, 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 well, if I just go to bed at the same time and wake up at the same time, right? Like, so I've been in that situation, but also desperate enough to like, well, couldn't hurt to try it. The, the disbelief that something so simple and non like medical non-complicated, <laughs> non-sciencey, right? Like well, there's a lot of science to it, but in that mindset, there's uh, there's skepticism and a little disbelief that something like that's going to work. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. It could be met that way. And I absolutely understand that because the amount of pain that I was in, the amount of time I was investing in physical therapy and specialists and running gamuts on labs constantly 
um, drive-through pharmacies and things like that to be told or or have this idea that you know if I just don't eat this, drink more water, and, and get enough sleep, like that was my attitude. It was yeah. like, shut up. Like th- that is not going to solve the amount of pain I was in right. all the time. If this amount of medication and physical therapy and specialists and doctors couldn't stop my pain, you think drinking more water, like I wanted to curse that, that idea. Like just, I was, it made me mad, but I was also just so desperate that like, well, fuck it. I'll try it. You know? And I did. And in a week, like, I think it was in less than a week, you know, I was able to hold a phone up to my ear and then put the receiver down. And it wasn't like, uh, you know, I was able to do this and like, Oh my gosh, like just little things like that. So I've been in those shoes. I know the skepticism. I identify with that in terms of um, compassion and empathy. So there's there's one type of how that can be received. The other type is excitement. Like, oh, I don't have to sit here and listen to everything that is wrong with my body and how uh, I, I'm not functioning properly properly, and how my body doesn't work and I can't make a baby and this is wrong with my blood work and I have to take 500 supplements and, uh, you know, time my this and take my temperature and like that, that also could be very exciting. It's like, yeah. just stop doing that. Stop. It's just yeah. stop. Let's all just breathe and let's, let's just look at um, our common values and let's look at our beliefs. Let's just see what myth that we're living here. And let's really step into, are we living in alignment with being a mother? Are you welcoming a child into your body or are you living the myth of the type of energy that's very polarizing and and unwelcoming to a child into your body? Um, and and that's what we explore and that can be very exciting it can be a wonderful discovery of self which is so fulfilling that in itself not even the getting pregnant part it's just learning about yourself because then having a child and knowing who you are and being full and you know just complete with who you are and then having a child you give so much more to that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, it's <laughs> what I'm gathering from this is that there isn't a prescribed way that you work with couples. It's really an individualized process because you just don't know where it is that we're hitting these discrepancies. You know, I, I do an exercise with all of my clients. This is actually before I started the PRP program. I have them complete a um, uh, like a worksheet. And one of the questions is, what archetype do you embody? And they can take that in any way. You know, like Jungian archetypes are what people like me and you tend to, to drift towards, but an archetype could be a color. It doesn't really matter. What archetype do you embody now and which do you wish to embody in the future? And it's really, really interesting to see how people answer it. Some people don't answer it at all, which tells me something in and of itself. It's like, this is too out of the, the question. Like they've never even looked inward to, see, to say, who am I? Yeah. This, the second issue is that sometimes the archetype that they, maybe they're both explorer and the woman, we're talking about a heterosexual typical couple here. The woman is, is striving to embody the nurturer, the mother archetype. Whereas the husband is, 
I don't know, striving to be the magician or whatever else, you know, like he read something really cool about it online, forgetting that this whole exercise is around you guys being on the same page. And Mm -hmm. so the lessons that we can take from this, of course, you're going to be going through this incredible transformation, becoming a father or a mother. That's not really all that possible if you don't know who you are now. So this mm-hmm. is a small part of what you do, um, but I do think it, it, it's uh, helpful to, to emphasize that, that this is more than just a physical hijacking of your body with synthetic hormones. I mean, you could do that. And if people do that, that's fine. For people who don't want to do that, there's probably 50% of people or so, I'm just creating numbers out of, you know, out of thin air, who go through all of the IVF and IUI, don't find success. And then they come to me and they're actually able to get pregnant. The other 50%, they end up going the IVF route and they have a baby, and that's totally fine. But when we're, we're seeing so many more of these, these hijacking sort of procedures happening, tend to wonder, like, what are we missing here? You know, why are people so infertile or, or, or subfertile, you know? So anyways, uh, that was a little bit of a diatribe. But uh, what other, what other um, modalities, you know, are you going to be implementing in the PRP program clients? Art therapy. Mm, I love that. Hands down, if, if that's daunting to anybody, in, in my experience, and this might be surprising to hear, uh, but women, um, female clients, well, the 90 to 95% of my clients are female, but of all of those that I've worked with, um, it is women that tend to be the most uh, apprehensive and hesitant when it comes to art therapy. Uh, the perfectionist syndrome is very real. This is why I also feel that art therapy is so important because when you think about, when you talk about archetypes, women can identify with so many archetypes. And that's when I did my course, when I map out the cycle, the four phases, each phase has its own archetype. And so women will naturally express different archetypes right. throughout, throughout their cycle you know, minute by minute. And, you know, so it, we don't have just one archetype. We're always expressing, we're always, you know, spirit is always moving and expressing through us some archetype, but we do have, you know, four main archetypes and under each of those archetypes, let's say the maiden, you know, would have, there's different sub archetypes of the maiden that would, that a woman may identify with the mother also is what I call the creator. Mm. She creates uh, it's it. I um, associate the mother or the creator archetype to the number one. It's, it's the center point. It's, it's the point from which all that is derived. Right. Right. That act point. If we have a hard time with our imagination and creativity, we're going to have a hard time tapping into the mother archetype. They're one and the same. Right. And so if we're too much of a perfectionist, then there is a mother complex going on that then I will dig into that. You know, what was the relationship with your mother? What was the relationship between mother and father? If there was one or wasn't, and how did that develop your idea of what it is to be a mother and what is it now that you're needing in your own archetypal development as a mother. So how do you need to mother yourself before becoming a mother and using art therapy is, um, you know, we can even just take the word therapy out of it. 
and just say using art because mm. we're using creativity, the the creative mind, the the God power, the the are really the most divine source of ourselves. Where does creativity come from? That creative center is the womb. Yeah, that is creator chakra. That's where it is. So you're pulling that energy in and you're, you're utilizing that you're energizing that center of yourself. And so the more you use that, that source, the more you are materializing and associating and healing and embodying that, which you desire. Yeah. Uh, And you're getting closer to that. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm Sarah, I'll, I'll be the first to say that it was an easy ask for me to, um, to want you to be in the program, because I think you bring a very, very unique flavor to this fertility journey. And I think that we've, we've elaborated on that. And if I were a flavor, what flavor would I be? I'm curious. Oh, you'd be, um, something berry, like strawberry rhubarb. Ooh, I like, I like back here. Yeah, exactly. Maybe that's why that came to mind. creative and those are types of things that I do in sessions is like getting just impromptu like improv getting a asking creative questions that are uh, unprovoked and just like oh wasn't expecting that now I'm getting you to think outside of the box but I'm getting you to think and use your imagination and instead of saying I think getting someone to say I imagine yeah. I imagine that because it's it's really changing the energetic uh, way you source your 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 thoughts and sending information and data throughout your body and, and senses. So it's 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 a fun discovery process, and it really sets you up for um, the rest of the program yeah. and and all the processes. It's just it's it's so non sterile and uh, non cold, like like a lot of the other things that I, I see women going through sadly. And I mean, again, like you said, those who choose that, it's also fine. It's just, this is a much more warming, loving, enjoyable self-discovery for the woman, her partner that just is successful. And uh, on the other side of it, it's just beautiful. Yeah. It's um, it's a warm and loving process. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you, Sarah. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I can tell people, I know your website's as better, as good as anybody. Primal Fusion Health is your practice with Alex Rubchinsky, one of my other good friends. He's also been on the podcast. And you also have a, a course with the Czech Institute, Holistic Health and Performance for Women. I think it's a very, very nice compliment to the course that I just put out on fertility through the Czech Institute. So you guys can find that by going to Czech Institute and then wisewomen.rise is your Instagram handle. Any final thoughts, any, anything else you want people to know about you? Not about me. I just think this program is going to change so many lives. It's going to be like Easter all year round. <laughs> That's great because we're talking fertility. I love that. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. Well, if you guys are listening out there and you're interested in the PRP fertility program, we are accepting our first cohort um, until it fills up. We're doing six people for starters and you can go to belovedholistics.com. You'll see a fertility page there. Sarah, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have you in the program. I'm so grateful to call you my friend. Me too.